Hello Rockers and Mercuryans, it's Rock Mercury here and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. Today's episode discussion is about addiction. Addiction. This is not just about those hardcore addictions that with the, with the substances we can't mention on this very clean podcast of ours. We're talking about all types of addiction and this the this like maybe how to help you people do addiction. You know, there's all kind of there's all kind of places to go with this conversation. We're gonna go we're gonna dive deep into it. Um, but but first, I'm super excited to get something that I'm addicted to. <laughs> In a good way, though. There's some good. Is there some good addictions? I don't know. But this is. Uh, I love this place. This is V Gains LA. So I got some V Gains LA mac and cheese and some loaded burro bananas. Here's the mac and cheese. Oh my goodness! This is all vegan, alkaline, kamut um, flour for this for the mac and cheese. So it's not like the regular wheat and stuff that's gonna you know not not really good for you. Um, we got that. The loaded burrows inside of Mac, it says on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so excited. Thank you to my people here at V Games LA, City of the Champions. You guys always hook it up. Ooh, look at her. She's saucy. She's a saucy gal. These are the burrow bananas um, with loaded oyster mushrooms on top. So, so delicious. Love this place. Um, this is an iconic, iconic place. Like, if you're in LA, you must 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 stop by v games la to see what is popping there because it is definitely on point i'm taking my top part off i know i'm gonna eat all this right now so i don't even need this other part <laughs> um but yeah so we're gonna jump into this as we discuss the addiction you know and the many faces of it addiction has been something that has torn a lot of people's lives apart a lot of families apart um it has been something that I've experienced in my family. I've experienced it myself with when it came to the good old ganja. The good old ganja, which they say you can't get addicted to. Don't let anybody tell you you can't get addicted to something because anything, even water, can be addictive to some people. So let's not, don't, you know, shame yourself for what you may be addicted to. But we're going to talk about all of that as we jump into this. I got to get some bites of this first. This is so good. This is already like amazing. Hold on, let me block this person real quick. Um, mute them out. You know, I'm, I'm addicted to blocking these trolls. Mm. Oh my God, you guys. Fried bread banana, these are even better than usual. Oh my God, they're so good. Mm. And those fried oyster mushrooms. Ridiculous. Mm. I want to have this feast moment to celebrate that I've been kicking my addiction to fast food every day. I don't really eat fast food all the time. Not, not that this is fast food. This is this is gourmet to me. But um, I've been doing so well eating at home consistently, and I'm gonna go shopping tomorrow just to get even more groceries. Kind of go in and um, keep my alkaline meals going well. If you're coming in here asking what am I eating, you're going to have to watch the video again when I replay it because I'm not going to repeat over and over again. We're talking about addiction today. Mm, delicious. 
mac and cheese moment. Thank you to V Gains LA, you guys. Thank you so much to V Gains LA. You guys always hook it up. And I'm greatly appreciative for you guys. So, but yeah, I usually cook. I'm usually cooking on my cooking on my uh, my own self, you know. But I am cleaning, I'm deep cleaning my kitchen right now, so I thought, you know, it's a good day to just go ahead and have a good meal from my favorite place. Hold on, you guys getting this cheese on here. Mm-hmm. Get a meal from my favorite place. Um, and then I'll go ahead and like, you know, cook tonight or, cause I'm, I'm back on eating more, more than one meal a day. I'm, I'm, I'm on that part of the fast where now I'm eating like maybe one and a half meals. Get some tea, I had some tea this morning. From Bingo Balance. Block this person. Hey, Flex Slime, good to see you. Good to see you, Flex Slime. Um, oh, it's on point, you guys. This is delicious, deliciosos. That mac and cheese moment. Mm-hmm. Mm, it looks so good, you guys. So, when it comes to addiction, I never thought I'd be addicted to anything. I never thought I would, but it was cannabis that got me for a long time, for years. Spend your money, spend your time, your energy on it. Um... Your mental health gets affected by these kind of things. Anything you're addicted to, even if it's something that's a legal thing in your area, it can literally be water, like I said. Your energy can be affected by that. You can drink so much that it just takes away your, um, your energy. It takes away your minerals, your energy, your, you know, water overdose is a real thing. TikTok King says, how much money do you spend on food a week? None of your business. That's how much money. Mm. Okay, Major Pain, you're getting blocked for being a troll. Perfect. Um, I'm doing well, Slutsalon. Thank you for asking. Maya says, good day. Good day to you. Good day to you. Um... Yeah, you guys, like, it's just, it can be, I know that even in my, in my family, there's been so much addiction in different levels, especially because some of, some of the addiction is, um, is institutionalized, not institutionalized, what is the word? Um, systemized addiction. They're like putting people into addiction by creating such stressful life situations that people feel like their only release is what they're addicted to. That's a real thing. You know? Hold on, you guys. Gotta block more people. You know how it is. The trolls love coming at the beginning of the, of the live. Wasting my time having to block them. 
Um, Job says, I haven't, um, how have you been, Mercury? I haven't seen you in a while. I've been here every day. Where you been? Um, Olive says, you were live yesterday. Yes, I was. Certified Monet says, yo, 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 yo. Um, Slug Slime says, yes, he was. Thank you, Slug Slime. Um, Blame says, stressful life, bro. Yeah, life is stressful. So people go towards different things that keep them, you know, that try to that that they feel like brings them balance, but then that that crutch, you know, call it's called like a life crutch at times, and that crutch can end up being the thing that um, creates even more of a stress for them. The thing that's supposed to ease their pain ends up being the new stressor in their life. I've seen people get addicted to recovery. You know. People literally get addicted to recovery. It's insane. Slug Slime says, are you going to turn the mod setting back on? No, I'm not going to turn it back on. But thank you, Slug Slime. I appreciate you. I think I'm good with this. I think I've been doing pretty well. It's just I like knowing and seeing each of the um, each of the comments before I block them just so I can know and just kind of keep an eye on what I, what I want to respond to or not. Because sometimes even the trolls give me a good thing that I can you know, mention before I block them just so that I can help my live out, especially since I'm doing the, um, I'm doing the podcast now. Sometimes even the trolls are just, it's helpful to just be able to read it before I block them. So I'm just going to keep it off and, um, and do it manually. But thank you so much, Slug Slime. I really appreciate all the work you've done. Um, and if I ever do turn it back on, you know, you, you know, you know, you'll be on there. That's for sure. Um, hello, Adrian. Alize says, um, I didn't get the notification. If you don't get the notification, make sure you check out the podcast because all the episodes are live on there. After I get off of here, I always put them on the podcast, every platform. If you want to see the video version of it, it's on Spotify. Um, and also, it's on YouTube and everywhere else, too. That takes a little longer. It'll be on YouTube as well, but, but Spotify is on the same day. Hello from Oregon, says Sunset Ski. Hello, hello. And then hello from Detroit, Michigan, says Tam, um, Tam Tam. Shout out to Detroit. This is a good conversation for Detroit, too. There's a lot of things going on there. Not, I mean, it's, I mean in, LA, in LA, there's plenty of addiction, too, but there's lots of addiction everywhere. Well, sometimes the government will put different substances in different communities to keep people addicted because they know how powerful addiction is. Which is what I see happening in LA with cannabis. People are thinking of it as a way to just ease out their stress for the day and just like just ease their anxiety. But really, I feel like it's causing a lot of anxiety in a lot of people. Or I'm still thankful to be away from it, out of it. But like I was, like I was saying earlier, there's some people who literally get addicted to it, um, to the recovery process. Like, there's a program called Alcoholics, Alcoholics Anonymous, where they all say like, hi, my name is Sammy Sam, and I am an addict, you know? And it's like, why do you want to be considered that all the time? Like, I don't, I don't agree with that. I know that it may help people, they may think it helps them, whatever. I think a lot of these programs are kind of cultish, 
and you can be addicted to those programs at times. Just, I mean, it depends on the situation, but it's like, why would you want to see yourself as an addict every day? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's like, why would that, like, that doesn't seem like a very good manifesta manifestation for you to like declare every day for yourself. I'm, I'm Johnny John and I'm an addict. Blame says me. Okay. Tam says Detroit, Michigan is sad. Killing around the corner. Wow. Very heartbreaking. Blame to me says I can't quit. Cannabis? Francis says, hey, Rock. So good to see you. Still in Cabo. It's beautiful here. Reception is not that great here. Wow, Francis, you're getting a really great Cabo vacation. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. I'm sure you deserve it. Holly Joe says, hello, I'm Holly. I'm addicted to Rock Mercury. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Don't be addicted to the rock. <laughs> That's a whole, there's, there's a lot of rocks out there. <laughs> at, least, at least you're addicted to a healthier rock, in a way. Because <laughs> some of these rocks out here are not healthy to, to be addicted to. You know what I mean? But good to see you, Holly Joe. Um, Blame says, "Yep, yeah, that's a it's a rough one with cannabis. The hardest part for me with the addiction for cannabis, and I want to talk about my own experience first before I start going diving deeper into it. Um, first of all, like the first time I even experienced or saw what addiction was like was through my family, especially my grandfather. He was he um he went through it. He went through it. He was very successful. At a, um worked so hard." came from an environment that didn't really have a lot of substances and things that he was ended up being exposed to later on in life. Um, ended up losing his whole life to a particular substance I can't talk about on here. But I saw him as a kid in places that were not dignified. And this is a man who had everything. He was the richest in his family. Um, multiple cars, multiple houses. Um, working for like top level clearance, government wise and things like just very much like killing the game. But the life, the stresses of life got him. And he ended up, you know, under the spell of a particular substance. That was placed in our communities, in black communities. Even though by that point he already moved out of the black communities. But people he was around were still in those areas. So that's another thing too. People, people who you surround yourself with can increase the length of your addictions. We are social beings. And so when we feel socially pressured to be around certain things, it can really affect us. It can greatly, greatly affect us as people. So we don't want to like discredit who we're around. Your environment is everything when it comes to addiction. From, I watched him as a kid. It was heartbreaking to see. Thankfully, he's a success story and he's amazing now. He's doing so great. Um, completely sober for so many years. And just has gotten his houses back. Other houses, new houses this time. New cars. Even better paying jobs. I think he's retired now. So... 
He's doing amazing. I don't mind sharing the story because he shares it himself. He's very proud of his recovery, especially because he never thought he would ever be addicted to anything. Um, my grandmother, you know, through that situation, she ended up being addicted to, um, to cigarettes through, like, how stressful what she went through was. She was smoking, she was smoking packs and packs a day, just smoking it up. And I remember seeing all the campaigns on TV with all the death stories and really sad things, really sad realities of smoking. And I didn't want my grandma to pass away, of course. I love my grandmother. She's my favorite. Like, she was just, like, somebody who I always found comfort in. And she was, like, I love, love, love my grandma. And I'm thankful she's still here today because she quit smoking. I feel like if she, kept, if she kept smoking at the rate she was, I don't think she'd be here today. She was chimneying it up. Um, and I saw it. I remember even trying to hide her cigarettes from her at one point as a kid. Look at these delicious. Oh, so good. Uh, I remember it. And she's doing great too now. Completely sober from that. Barely even drinks. She may have like a shot or something every few months. And it's like something light, like Kahlua or something. But, you know... It's amazing to see what's possible. When they said that food looks good, man, is that vegan nachos? No, this is vegan burrow bananas. Hey, T. Brown. I'm doing well, thank you for asking. T. Brown says, that looks really good. It's very tasty. York says, good afternoon, Rock Mercury. Top of the day to you. Top of the day to you, too. Yep, yep. Alize says, 1,000 likes. We're at 1,000 likes already. Thank you so much for liking, you guys. I appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I witnessed addiction at that point. I always told myself, like, I'm never going to be addicted to anything. Like, I'm not even, I didn't even drink until I was, like, 22. I refused to drink. And the only time I did drink was because I was around groups of people who were just like, oh, have a little drink, have this, have that. And it's always a little bit. You know, I never went crazy with it, never done like shots, shots, shots. Like, no, just a little touch of this, little wine, little that. And I kept it at like one glass at most because I just never was interested. I didn't like the flavor. Um, and I usually, usually it was at a, a dinner party or something, some event. I was like, okay, let me just try this, whatever. But I, now I don't, I don't drink at all. So... I'm thankful that I witnessed that. Now, when it came to cannabis, it caught me off guard because I thought when I originally was exposed to cannabis, at first I was just scared by it. And I also didn't smoke until I was around 22 as well. I'm 31 now. So, I thought, I'll be, I'll be 32 this year in a few months, I'll be 32. So that's why I'm saying about 10 years I was, I was like on cannabis. I saw cannabis as a healthy herbal replacement for tobacco. Something that people said you could never get addicted to. I was afraid of it at first because it was illegal at first. Like, so it was this weird thing where like they were saying that cannabis was illegal, but then yet yeah, it's like healthy for people. 
And so it was like, oh, the big bad government's over here trying to block us from what's going to help us from our ailments, you know? So I, I kind of had this view of cannabis being the revolutionary rebellion type of substance that was enlightening people and making them, making them better somehow, you know? And that was not true. It wasn't true, but, I, but it had that brand of it to me, especially as it was getting legalized in California. It was like a big championing thing. People were like, oh yeah, it's legalized, it's legalized, yay, yay. Um, we thought we were winning until I learned more and more about it, until I started going to conferences on, you know, because I was like, let me invest, I was gonna invest in cannabis more and more. I was gonna create my own line of products and all kind of things. And I started going to these meetings and these conferences that are hard to get into very expensive industry to even touch within, you know? Very expensive. Takes a long time. And even once you get your licenses, you still can get sued and get your whole place raided and shut down. And then the cops just take all your product and they smoke it themselves. They don't throw it away. They say, we had to confiscate it. They over there getting smoking in their car. Anyway. Different story. And this is everybody. This is not even just like only a certain race of people. Everybody was at risk because they're still federally illegal. But after start learning about the process and why it's becoming illegal now and what smoking does to your lungs, what this new plant that's hybridized does to your system. I started realizing the damages of it. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not good for me. And that's when I realized I was addicted because once I knew that this was not a healthy thing for me, like I said, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be something like a illegal a substance like that. It could be water. Once you realize that too much water is not good for you because it can drown out and take your minerals from your body and you keep on doing it, that's when you start going to that space of like, ooh, why can't I stop myself? I'm losing control over this, over my habit with this particular substance, you know, whatever it may be. Like I said, it could be as simple as water to as crazy as the most illicit substance there is. And that's when I knew I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm having a hard time just saying no or stopping this. Like even I know it's not healthy for me. I know they're putting pesticides in here. I know that the, the fertilizer is toxic and they're making it grow in six weeks instead of nine months that nature says it's supposed to grow in. You know, they're creating seedless, seedless cannabis and, you know, all these, they're spraying it with roach poison and stuff and craziness to make you even more, um, more like buzzed out. And it's just, it became overwhelmingly clear that this was not the healthy thing they marketed it to be, but yet I still was not able to be like, no, I'm putting it down. You know, I still was unable to do that. And it made me so heartbroken at that time because I'm like, wait, how am I going to do this? I, I have to like reprogram my brain to try to like get off of it. Because I'm like, I, I told myself I'm never going to be addicted to anything. I've seen addiction. Like, how dare I get into the space? It was embarrassing. I don't get embarrassed easily. But that was embarrassing for me. T. Brown says, I've never been addicted to anything, never took drugs, not much alcohol, just social. 
That's amazing, T. Brown. Is there anything in your life that you've been addicted to, though? Like anything other than drugs? Is there anything that you cannot give up? You know? Anything that you consider part of your personality that may be actually an addiction? You may not have one. That's great if you don't. Some of, some of us don't have any addictions. I don't have any anymore. Once I saw the power of the sneakiness of cannabis, I got out. It took me years to get out. York says, have you seen Sesame, Sesame Place character on YouTube? No, I don't know what that is. Mm -mm. Ayo says, for recreational use. Mm. There's nothing recreational about addiction. You know, we have to ask our Suri. Let's ask her two things. Let's ask her about the definition of addiction and the definition of um, recreational. Um, hey, Suri, what's the definition of addiction? Addiction means the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. One more time. Read that again. Addiction means the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. Okay. What's the definition of recreational? Recreational means relating to or denoting activity done for enjoyment when one is not working. So... And it says relating to or denoting drugs taken on an occasional basis for enjoyment. Now, when you enjoy a toxin, specifically that, when you, when you specifically enjoy something that's like destroying you, I feel like that's part of an addiction, even if it's occasional, you know? T. Brown says, no. T. Brown says, I can quit worrying. I can't quit worrying. Is that an addiction? That's good. That's good. Um, York says, TikTok can be addictive, which is what I was going to say. I'm so glad you said that. TikTok can be addictive, for sure. You know? And I look at that, too. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing it right now as a job opportunity. Uh, it's not a job, like a, a marketing, branding. I don't really consume much TikTok at all. Like, I really don't watch any. I just... Go, turn it on, I either upload or go live because I was addicted to TikTok as far as like list, watching like endless videos and stuff that a lot of us do. Um, and that was, I felt damaging for my time, for um, my mental health. I felt like there was some damages that happened from that. So I've kind of like stepped away from, from, you know, consuming TikTok as much as I produce it. So I see it more as like a way to to promote myself. This is a branding way. Like a this is my show, my podcast I'm doing on here. Like I found a way to make it work. But maybe that's part of the addiction that I found a way to make it um, functional. You can be a functional, functional addict. Mm. So good, you guys. Ayo says, my comment wasn't sent before that, but I said, do you think 
it should be illegal for recreational use. Okay. I'm going to say yes. And I never thought I would say that. But with cannabis specifically, the bad outweighs the good. The good, I can't really find anymore. It's too murky. Once, once cannabis became um, legalized and corporatized, that's the big part, corporate, corporatization. Corporatization led to legalization in a world where corporations are making millions and millions of dollars, billions of dollars, off of selling something that people, black and brown people, are in jail for right now. Some for life sentences. So, once this has happened, I started realizing the sinisterness of what they're doing. So, in my eyes, cannabis is a poison at this point. Um, of course, there's some homegrown situations that aren't the same, but even those shouldn't be put in your lungs, I feel. They should maybe they can be put in ointments or in a tea or something. It's just one of very many herbs. Um, and that should be, it should be a different story, but like the stuff that's legal is not that other stuff. The stuff that's natural, the stuff that's like seeded and natural from the, from the forest, that's not legalized. That's not legal to sell. That's not legal to even possess. They only want the toxic kind legalized. So I think it should be illegal then. If they're doing it that way, make it illegal. And then it should make the, um, the cannabis that's like natural, that should be legalized because that's a real, that's a plant that just grows naturally. How do you illegalize a plant that just grows? You know? But it's been so corrupted now, it's hard to even know what seeds are what because you could take one male plant from a GMO one to contaminate every other plant in the region because the, the pollen, the way the pollen floats in the, in the air, it can, just, it can pollinate everything else and contaminate it all. So we don't even know what's real anymore. Unless you're in Jamaica or like some area that no, has no communication with all the GMO-ness, which is a rare thing, a rarity. T. Brown says, I love TikTok, but I can quit it. Respectable. I think I feel like I feel like I feel like that's true for you. I feel like you can quit if you wanted to. I don't want to quit right now. I know the dangers of TikTok. I know what it's what who owns it. I know what the sinister plan is for TikTok. But now I'm using it for my good, for my branding. I know there's there's real eyes, there's real people on here that I can connect with. I can run my podcast off of here. It's different than running it off of YouTube Live or running it off of Instagram Live where you don't get as much authentic engagement as you do on TikTok. There's real people on this app. And they're pushing it at a higher level. It's like paying for advertisement, but it's free for me. Well, not free because I'm putting my time in here. York says, some of us don't know when we are substituting certain things for an addiction and in turn. Mm. Yeah, some of us don't know. Some of, some of us, like I know, for example, some people who quit smoking end up eating sunflower seeds at an alarming rate. 
just consuming them down and down. And that's a sodium addiction because they don't get the sun, they don't get the sunflower seeds that are saltless. They never rarely ever get those. They go directly to the ones that are like the normal sun seed, sunflower seeds that you get from, um, what's that company called? Sun Kids, not Sun Kids, there's some brand. I'm trying to think of them, it's like red and white. Anyways, like they go right to that brand and they just go swallow them down, everything. Chewing them all day, spitting them out. That's their new addiction. And they're like, oh, it's fine. It's just sunflower seeds. They're not even thinking about the salt that's in it. But even if it wasn't salt, let's say they did get the salt-free sunflower seeds, which are not tasting good at all. Um, they, they, there we go. David Sun Seeds. Ooh, somebody knows. Ayo knows. David Sun Seeds. That's the one. That's the, that is the, the, the brand that people go to when they quit smoking a lot of times. It's a very big pattern I've seen. Um, yeah, they go to that brand and they're just taking that sodium down, thinking that it's all good. Um, new addiction. And that addiction is damaging too because so, sodium at that level can create heart issues and blood issues. Harley Joe says Fisher. Fisher is another brand too. Fisher is another brand that's definitely a big one. People, people have, um, people go use that brand a lot. I see Fisher's often as well, but David's is the one I mainly see because it's, it's just like that, that iconic bag that they have that you see at every drugstore. So it's important to be aware of these things. It's important to be aware. And like I said earlier, I want to touch back on the being addicted to recovery situation. When people are in recovery, even my own father, my own grandfather, when he was in recovery, I felt like he talked about the program too much. Not in a judgment way too much, but just it felt like a cult. It felt like a like I ain't nothing but addict, uh, addiction, addictive, um, an addict, and you know the same recovery. This, the same, the same recovery that, the same recovery. Like he kept adding the same recovery to everything, and although it did help him in some ways, I felt like he dedicated his life to something that being the brand of that of that product. You know, he just continuously became a commercial for that system of recovery. And I find that found that a bit troubling as a normal person at that point who hadn't smoked anything at that point. I had not been addicted to anything. And so, although it's a healthier addiction to be on that, in that realm, it's still an addiction. Like, the tool should be used as it is. They help you get off of it. And then you keep moving, you living your life as yourself. You don't have to keep on reminding yourself, like, I'm, a, I'm an addict. Hey, hi, I'm an addict. I'm an addict. I like you telling everybody that. Like, that's a, that's a rough situation. It's not, I don't, know how, I don't know how helpful that is. For some people, that may work amazingly. They say there's science behind it. I think there's cult behind it because it is religious-based. And there's a lot of cult antics. And I've, I really looked into this hard, hardcore Let's see, Holly says, Holly Joe says, I have a son that's in active recovery right now, and I would much rather have him talking about. Exactly. I completely get that. Especially when they're gone out in the streets and you're wondering if they're going to 
be able to be alive the next morning. And I understand. I completely understand where you're coming from with that. But you have to be honest with yourself and be like, hey, is this a cult? Because there's multiple ways to get out of recovery, to get recovery. Like, I didn't go to any recovery program to get, to get off of cannabis. And I was smoking every day, all day. I was vaping all day. I to the point where I got an endorsement from one of the companies, you know, a full out endorsement from two companies actually. And that's how much I was smoking. At all kind of points, I was spending so much money on um on it every day. But I educated myself about what I was smoking. I was able to quit the addiction. It's not a better way. It's just the way that it worked for me. It's another way. And I don't even want any more. I would never. I drive by the, the cannabis stores all the time. I see commercials. I see the commercials at the gas stations at times. I see them everywhere. They try to send me free money for more cannabis. I don't care. I literally just delete the email. Tell them to stop texting me. I have no interest. Zero interest. You know, and I meant to go through a cult program for it. So I'm not saying that they're bad for like getting you off of the addiction, but you gotta be like real about the intention of the program itself and the history of these programs, especially um, Alcoholic Anonymous. Um, there's like, there's a lot of things that people have felt very shady about these kind of places. But, um, because they're a business. At the, at the end of the day, they're a business, they have their branding. You know, they want you to stay top of, they want to stay top of mind for you. They want to be a resource for you in some ways, but also they want you to spread the word as the business would. So it's kind of rough to, to genuinely help when you have a company that is a profit-based company or may say nonprofit, but you know how nonprofits work. A lot of the people who run these nonprofits are very profitable somehow. So, but yet they have all kinds of volunteer workers. Ayo says, you said cult. I understand what you mean, though. Mm -hmm. I'm just being real. I've seen it too many times. You're talking to somebody who's been to different C-word houses. It rhymes with, uh, um, or, or similar to a crack in the pavement, you know, but a house. A crack in the pavement of a house. A crack in the foundation of a house. There we go. I think I said it well without having to say the word. So without saying it in context. I've seen those places chasing my family through them, trying to save them out of these places. So I get how dark it can get. Addiction can get so disturbing. Things you things that a kid should never see are in those places. But I saw them as a kid. So at that point I'm like anything better than that. And I do think that these that these programs are better than They'd be on the street but they're still we have to be real though then they're healthier than being on the street they create a community some of them but they are business and they have some biases that i just it's just real i'm just saying that you can become addicted not everybody does some people use the program and then they're out of it they're good they're sober they're happy living their best life and i love that for them holly joe said the program then wanting to know where he's going to his next um, to get his next hit from. It's daily struggle. You don't just stop and then it's all good. Exactly. 
For some people, they don't just stop and it's all good. Some people, they do. For some people, they really do. They're able to just say, like, to, to realize where the core of the situation, the problem's coming from. And that's what I want to talk about, too. For any addiction, it's not going to really stop until you get to the core and the root of the problem. The root of why you even wanted to escape from something. Like, what were you escaping from for the first hit you took? It could be hot Cheetos. You're like, ooh, hot Cheetos. I needed these hot Cheetos to get through my depressing um, school experience. I was so stressed at school, so I just kept on taking hot Cheetos. It could be anything. York says, yeah, they make you learn and memorize the steps. And one of these, one of the, they're saying, keep coming back more will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's great if it's helping them and giving them great, you know, new things. But at a certain part, at a certain point, let's say that they, let's say for, for example, let's just say that the whole Alcohol Anonymous just gets defunded or something or like something happens and they shut down all the locations. Now... You've needed that place. That now you've become addicted to that place. Now they don't have you don't have the meetings anymore because they're all shut down. Nobody can go to them or the volunteers are stopped volunteering. There's some scandal. Whatever happens in the meeting stop. Let's just say theoretically. Not that that would happen because I think it's too big at this point to stop. People would literally decide to volunteer and make it happen. Um, even if they have to do private sectors of it. Let's say that happens though. How do you continue your sobriety without your new addiction, with your new addiction not being there anymore because you never got to the root of the issue. Now you don't have these meetings anymore. You have no one to hold you accountable. Um, how do you continue? How do you survive it? How do you not just go back to the, the, um, the crack in the foundation house? You know? I, I gotta put the foundation part in between because I don't want them to, to just say the two words together, you know? I'm trying to be, trying to be clean on here. Um, but I'm a real estate agent, so I can say, you know, there's lots of cracks in the foundation of houses at times, you know? It's a real thing. And, and by the way, just a side note, if you are in real estate and you're trying to buy a home and you don't think a crack in the foundation is a big, a big deal, just know that that can cost you so much money, sometimes more than the house is worth itself, just to try to fix the crack in the foundation. I know people who, get, who try to get a foreclosure or a HUD home and then they'll find out that there's like foundation issues and they'll literally go bankrupt just trying to fix it. Like the house will be flipped over. Like they're not bankrupt, but like the transaction itself will be um, upside down. You have an upside down loan. It's, it's a rough situation. T. Brown says you won't quit until you really want to quit. Mm-hmm. That's right. It took me over a year to quit on my own. I kept getting stressed. My life. And it's saying, you know what? Let me let me go deliver some cannabis to my door. Because they, they, they come right to my front door. They come ding dong. Right over there on my front door. I'd be like, okay, let me get this can. Let me get, you know. And they'll get this good old greenery. And have the nerve to think it was healthy. At one point, I thought it was so healthy. And there's videos of me doing this, unfortunately. But I thought it was so healthy 
that I was eating the vaporizer, like you know, you vape the you vape the the, the um the flower herb. Not now now I know there's all kind of toxins in it, but I was eating it after I vaped it. So I'm like, oh, it's activated. Let me just put it as an edible, you know. But technically, a lot of people are doing that with their edibles. They're thinking, oh, this is this is an edible, so it's just in the food thing. I'm not smoking it. It's okay for me. Well, what happens when you heat up those chemicals that you're spraying on this cannabis and all the and what it's made out of too? The miracle, the miracle world that it's made out of. Like it's that's not healthy. But just to, like, but I was so disillusioned that I was eating it. You know, that could have caused me all kind of other issues, and it did. I felt some kind of stomach issues, but it just gets deep. You get really you fall down the rabbit hole of it. But I knew I wanted to quit over a year before I actually quit. Holly Joe says, not hot Cheetos. For real, it could be it could be anything. I know people who are addicted to hot Cheetos. Started in high school for them. They eat a pack every day. And their intestines are mad at them about it. They're mad at them for eating that every day. Cause that is not good for the digestive system or anything. That is a damaging food. Um, let's keep it real, keep it 100. And shout out to Skittles for getting sued for having toxins in their food. That's like a, a known, a known um, toxin. They're getting sued right now. I hope they lose everything. Skittles selling, selling sugar. That's the same Skittles candy that Lizzo promoted in a whole bathtub full of Skittles that I called her out for. And then she got mad at me. Wanted to put some subliminals in her songs talking about trying to shave me for calling her out. And now she's going all healthy and, or, or healthy veganish, whatever. They told her she can't lose all that weight, though, because her contract requires her to stay that weight, but whatever. It's a whole different story. That's the same thing. They try to promote poison to you. They try to get people who look like you to promote poison to you. Snoop Dogg. Anyway, um, love you, Snoop. Love you, Uncle Snoop, but you know you're wrong for promoting this poisons. Because um, to be honest, when I, was, when I was smoking cannabis, I was around Snoop Dogg. Like, I grew up around him. He's, I live in L.A. He's always been around, you know? My dad been around him. Like, my family. Like, he's, he used to always be right down the street from my house. Like, I would always see him. And so, I thought, like, oh, he's always smoking no matter what. Like, I think, when I think of smoking, I think Snoop Dogg. Like, if he's great, he's cool. If he's smoking, it must be okay. So... These celebrities really do promote some of these poisons to us. And I've been guilty of that too. I've been guilty. I have a lot of videos where I'm, where I'm with cannabis. A lot of videos. And I've done commercials for fast food restaurants. For soft drink sodas. For alcohol. I'm honest about it. I've done those. For money. Um, now I see it. Now I see the bigger picture, and I'm like, oh wow, these are all things that people get heavily addicted to. There's one thing to be addicted to hot Cheetos or water or something, but when there's a certain substance that's they're intending you to be addicted to, like they put chemicals in there to keep you coming back for more, like they do with cannabis and like they do with tobacco or other like sugar, sugary substance, sugary products. 
like Skittles, like you want more because the Skittle has that sugar in it. You want more and more and more of it. Sugar is addicting by nature. Not by nature because they, they put toxins in it to make you addicted. But it's an, it's an addicting experience for people. So, um, York says they will not happen. It's, yeah, they won't. It won't happen. They won't. They those those um those A's um the AA meetings will always continue because there'll be people who continue carrying them on. And I'm not. I am not demonizing AA. I think AA, AA has done wonderful work for people who were near death. I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying that. Yeah, they may help you out of one addiction, but do they give you another one? Less harmful, for sure. But still can be addicting depending on how it's, you know, seen. So, Holly Joe says, let us pray for all the addicts. Oh my God, did the bell just ring? The bell in my the church bell ring? But yes, let's, I mean, I don't even pray. I'm not, I'm not religious, but I do agree. Like, let's just at least hold a moment of space for people who are dealing with the addiction. I mean, we talked about earlier... A few weeks, a few days ago, we talked about um, the unsheltered population in L.A. and how many people there are, you know, unhinged out on the street, you know, doing doing all kind of insanity, creating chaos on the streets of L.A. And you best believe that there's some addiction involved with those situations. You best believe it. Mm. Y'all, you can put do not disturb on your phone when you go to sleep. It's really helpful. I usually do it for these for these live channels, but I, for, I forgot for some reason today. It's on now, though. Let's see. York says, what if you see small cracks in the ceiling? Well, that can be another foundation issue. Or like a... Mm, it can be a tree. Like, for example, I have cracks in the ceiling on, on the side of the wall over here. Because there's a tree that's pushing up on the bottom of the foundation of the house. Because the roots are intrusive. So it can be a tree that's causing those cracks. It can be age. It can be earthquakes like we have here in L.A. So those are important to watch out for, too. But... You definitely want to get some foundation checks before you buy a house. Um, especially if you're getting like a foreclosed house or something. You're like, I'm getting a great deal on this house. Oh, wow, I got it for this small price? That's amazing. Next thing you know, you find out all kind of craziness. Foundation, plumbing. Oh, plumbing is so... Oh, my gosh. Whew. Plumbing can be an absolute nightmare for people for the home buying process. Oh, my goodness. Um, but if you are interested in the real estate industry or like buying or selling, please check out slayrealestate.world. Slayrealestate.world is S-L-A-Y realestate.world. And um, I work with them and the, the team there will help you with houses anywhere you are in the nation. We'll connect you with a top agent nearby. So that, that specializes in that, in that area that you're moving to. And that you're selling in. Believe me, y'all. I know people think that real estate agents are scammers or whatever, but until you get into this market, 
the real estate market, you'll understand how twisted and there's random things that are going on and you need somebody on your side who's specialized. So that's what we help you do at slaverealestate.world. Um, powered by EXP Realty. Um, let's see, what if you see, I saw that already. Um, T Brown says, you can use Cheetos as a candle. Ooh, not as a candle. I mean, you can literally just light it on fire. That sounds not healthy. I know someone who was addicted to Coca-Cola. I bet they were. I'm sure they really loved the original version of Coca-Cola that had a lot of the coca part in there. You know what I mean? I went to the main, um, the main facility where they make it in Atlanta. Mm. Y'all. They literally had substances in there that are legal. And then then it changed, of course, as time changed. But they've been trying to addict you from the beginning. There's a reason that they won so long. They're high in sugar. All kind of chemicals in there. To give it that unique Coca-Cola taste. Have you ever wondered why the Mexican Coca-Cola has like the real sugar in it? They say it's cane sugar, but then they give you like the fructose in the American version. Cause they don't care what kind of sugar they put in you. They, they just care that they put enough sugar to addict you, addict you to it. And then they'll figure out the rest later. Like they don't, they're only when they're forced to give you a high quality product. Not that cane sugar is higher quality, it's just not illegal in Mexico and other countries. And so they're able to produce that one and ship it out to internationally. Because fructose, high fructose corn syrup is illegal in a lot of countries because they know the toxicity of it. But cane sugar is also very damaging to the, the um, immune system and the lymph lymphatic system. Holly Joe says, they rang a couple minutes ago. Oh goodness, these bells are ringing. I'm so used to these bells, I forget they're ringing. T. Brown says, yes, yes, the chemicals in the long, hard Cheeto will burn for a while. Ooh, that's not good, you guys. Y'all eating that? Mm -mm. I ain't gonna lie, though. I used to love me some Cheetos, especially my favorite were the puff ones. Those puff Cheetos, ooh, oh my gosh. The way I would go eat those puff Cheetos the way that I would eat a whole bag by myself. The way that I was like living for those hot Cheetos. Oh my God, and a Slurpee. Hot Cheetos, uh, the puff Cheetos and a Slurpee. Don't ever come for me back then. Now I would never touch any of that, but I used to eat that quite religiously. That girl Ari says, I know I'm late, but please, what's the name of the vegan place you like? Vegans LA. T Brown said, I've tried it. Oh my goodness, you tried it. How long did it burn for? Did you try to um, 
the burn of Cheeto. Mm -mm. I wonder if anybody has tried the original Coca-Cola brand before they changed the ingredient to leave out that very illegal ingredient now. <laughs> but I wonder if people have tried it back then. Mm -hmm. When was Coca-Cola created? Coca-Cola was formed May 8, 1886. Ooh. So none of y'all have tried it. <laughs> They said May 8, 1980, 1886, 1886. Now, all y'all, we're not alive. All y'all were not alive during that. So, we'll just skip that. <laughs> that's, when it, that's when they had the original ingredient. Didn't time it, but it burned for a while. Wow. That girl Ari says, thank you. I was scared. You were going in on folks yesterday. I go on on folks every day, Ari. I go on on them every single day. So keep staying scared. <laughs> um, so when it comes to addiction, like someone said earlier, you're not gonna quit until you want to quit. Whatever it is, you're not gonna quit until you really want that. And so um, I, I don't, I, I agree that some crutches, like certain programs can help you to start the process of it or give you information that can help you out of it, but I don't want people who are addicted to go into these programs and see through it. Because sometimes you can you can be turned off by the the procedures that these places have. And it make you feel even more isolated. And so just know that there's multiple ways. If these programs don't work for you, I suggest staying very conscious as you take your next hit of whatever it is. Be so conscious about it. Be aware of what you feel like when you're taking it. What's the purpose of it? Like, go internal. Because I found that the first hit you have is that the most powerful hit. You're like, whoa, I feel amazing, oh my gosh. And then the rest of your addiction is you chasing that first hit again. That feeling of the first hit, you'll never get it again. But then during that process, you start becoming numb to every hit afterwards. And if you can stay aware during that time to realize that you're not really enjoying it as much as you have branded your mind and I think it's enjoyable, you know, you're going to spend all your money trying to get this illegal situation or whatever it may be. Maybe it's, maybe it's not illegal. Maybe it's like, maybe it's mac and cheese. I'm going to get mac and cheese right now. Maybe you're addicted to mac and cheese. For a while, I was addicted to mac and cheese, but the real kind, not the kind. I mean, the vegan kind right now, but I was addicted to the real cheese one with all the cheeses and cholesterol. I was so addicted to it that even after I went vegetarian, which means you still eat dairy at the time, um, even after I went vegetarian, I still was having... Um, heart risk. I still was having heart attack risk. Full out. Mm-hmm. Ari says, did you end up making your smoothie and working on your video? I did make a smoothie. 
what video was I working on? I forget what video you're talking about. I work on a lot of videos. Oh, uploading videos. Yeah. I uploaded a lot of videos yesterday. Like over like 20 videos I uploaded. Um, I'm trying to get out of my backlog. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it again today. After I get off of here, I'm going to be uploading a lot of videos and cleaning and um, doing some real estate work. I'm trying to get everything in order so I can go to Texas with a clear mind. I have a lot that I want to do when I'm in Texas. So I wanted to be there ready to go, you know? And it feels good because in the past, when I used to go to Texas, I used to be dreading the fact that I don't get to, um, to have any cannabis out there. It's illegal, so illegal. My sister got into issues with that. I'm not gonna talk about it because that's her situation, but you know, there's people who you get you get into issues with that kind of with you know cannabis in certain places, and it was never worth having it out there. Um, and now I don't smoke anymore at all, so I'm just so thankful that I don't have any hangups of like, oh, I need this to go this place, or my anxiety needs this, and you know, risking your life. And then you have like Brittany Griner over in Russia locked away because she has some CBD cartridge with her. You know? They tell us these things are uh, innocent, they're, they're fine. They had other countries know the danger of some of these things and then they make them legalized to the point where you lose your freedom. It's scary. So scary. Shout out to Brittany Griner, that's not fair, she's in jail. Ari says, your new music video, right? Or Vivo. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't work on a new music video until I finish the album. But I am working on the back end of it. Getting my locations ready. My outfits ready for it. Organizing my big old closet. I turned one of my rooms into a whole closet. Because it's just... I just don't even use that room that often. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this a closet. I'm sorry, but she was crazy for trying that in Russia of all places. I think she honestly didn't realize it was with her. I think she literally like... Because I, I think she's smart enough to know not to have that with her. So I think that she literally was packing and it was just in a pocket... It just happened to be in something that she had, and it just, you know, like when you're when you're an athlete like that, you rush. In certain places, it's, it's legal. They sell it at some gas stations out here, so it's just really dark that she's having to go through this. But I really think she did not not know that that was in her bag. I really believe her on that. And I would never go to Russia, no matter what. My first fiance was from Russia, born and raised in Russia. I would never go to Russia. And I have a big fan base there too. I have a big fan base in Russia, oh my gosh. I didn't realize that people love me in Russia. For my music. Um, the funny part is that the Russian people can't even get on my TikTok. They're not even allowed on this kind of TikTok. So it's like so crazy that they like my fan base can't even reach me. They can't even like be on my lives. 
I'll probably have like thousands of people on every live. If they were able to come on. But yeah, I'm never going there. I'm never going to Tokyo. To me to um to Japan. Um never never going to China. Not interested. Very wary about going anywhere in Africa. The continent. Um South Africa I'd be I'd be okay with. I can handle that, I think. I'm good on Mexico. I've already been to Mexico, but I'm good on there. It's too unstable for me. But I've been hearing a lot of people from California moving to Mexico lately. I'm good on that. Too much cartel. These places are all beautiful places with beautiful, beautiful people. I'm not talking about any of the people there. The people are great. All the places I've mentioned, there's great people in Russia. There's great people in China. Great people in Japan. Amazing people everywhere. It's the governments and the systems that I'm, like, good on. I'm good on it. I do not want to be in that situation um, where... Because it's, like, there's no place that's that's nice enough to me to risk my freedom in that way. Especially with the amount of racism that's systematic in the world and how you get targeted and you can be set up in a place. Imagine if you didn't bring anything with you, but somebody set you up just because you're black or something or whatever. Ari says, yeah, that sounds very plausible, but Russia, North Korea, and any of those is a no for me. Yeah, oh my God, North Korea is like a far no. So far no that I'm not going, I'm not even, I'm not even going to South Korea because that's a border, it's bordering. I'm good on that too. No shade to any of the people there. I feel really bad for the North Korean people. That's not fair that they are, are held in that kind of secrecy and under prison, basically. My heart breaks for them. Ari said in Florida. Ari, I love Florida. I want a place in Miami. I love me some Florida. I'll go back there today if I could. I can, but I'm not driving there right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love Florida. T. Brown says Paris. Paris, France. I, I, I had a great time in Paris, France. Um, the last time I was there, there was chaos in the streets. There was like a riot happening. That was very unsettling. Not because of the riot part, but because the police did nothing about it. They just let it happen for hours and hours. Um... It was pure chaos. And people were just walking around like normal as the people were driving in the streets just creating chaos over the whole, um, there was like political things happening in the Middle East and they were just, they were up, uh, up in arms. Like it was disturbing to see. I had videos of it. It was so scary, but I, I mean, I only had a short time to be there. So I need to get all the tour stuff I can do while I was there. So. I still walked around and took videos of what was going on, but it was just so crazy how chaotic that they were making things that day. And the cops were just sitting there watching it happen. The government is so like flimsy in Paris, France. It was beautiful and I love Paris. 
and you have a great transit system. A very good, um, a very good transit. Like the, the trains and stuff. I'm not a big fan of public transport, but they did a good job on theirs, in my opinion. I took it right from the right from the um right from the airport, like directly inside the airport, I took the trains all the way through the whole city. And I thought that was very cool. Ari says no, this old lady just fell into a pond and a two and two alligators ate her. That's honestly my biggest fear. Well, she shouldn't have fell into that pond. What's she doing next to a pond? Alligators said that's dinner to her, to them. Alligators are dinosaurs. They're basically dinosaurs. So I don't know her, I don't know the situation, but that is not something you want to do. Mm -mm. Falling at the ponds? You better, you want to, you want to check your door before you leave the house. These alligators will be on your front, on your front porch. They'll be on your front porch, like, hey, my cousin lived there. Well, they live, they don't live there anymore. Not, not they, now they moved to different places, but they lived in Tampa and they had a net around their whole backyard for mosquitoes. And I guess also to make sure any other animals don't come through. Very big, beautiful house they had. Um, it was a pond in the backyard and there was an alligator right in that pond. I think there was two of them. And they walked, they came home and that alligator was in their flower bed. And it chased my cousin. So, y'all better like, put respect on these alligator's name. These are, these are, um, are dinosaurs. Golfing, T-Brown says golfing. The old lady was golfing. Why are you golfing when there's, when there's dinosaurs around? Do you guys golf with the dinosaurs? Is the golf courts going to, you know, is the golf course going to, you know, pay for this situation happening or get rid of these? If you had a golf course, they should de-alligatorize the golf course ponds. They should de-alligatorize them. I don't know if that's a word, but mm-mm. There better not be no alligators in the golf course. You're supposed to cover those all the way around with fencing. Mm -mm. But also, when you go to a gas station in, in, um, in Florida, this is a regular one, this is a normal gas station. You're gonna see a whole section of alligator heads and alligator feet. Just to buy for souvenirs. Cause they be eating the heck out of them alligators. So I guess they eat they eat us too. They're they're getting the car there's a cycle to this. We can't just keep on eating the alligators without getting eaten too. So 
I don't know. I mean, I, of course, I know I don't like that the lady got eaten, but there's a lot of parts of that story. Like, you're I know you're on a, you're golfing next to dinosaurs. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know if the um if the golf course is to blame because a lot of those golf courses out there are very open. So it's so beautiful in Florida. Oh my gosh! But yeah, just. There's so many alligators there. Like, they'll walk across the whole street. They'll walk across your whole... I mean, I, anywhere I got out of my car out there, I just looked around first before I stepped out of my car. Anywhere. But I do still love me some Florida. And, I'm, and I would get a high-rise. If I lived there, I would live, like, right on the coast in one of those big old condo buildings. A lot of addiction in Florida, that's for sure. On some, some crystallized addiction, I'll say. Or a lot of that out there. Ari says, not dinosaurs. They are dinosaurs. Google how to get it right now. <laughs> tell me that's not. Tell me. Tell me that's not a, a dinosaur. Tell me an alligator's not a dinosaur right now. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. And don't even think it started on their cousin, the crocodile, who's even bigger than them, in Australia. Um, T. Brown says, they will get into your pools. Well, that's a whole other issue. I wonder if they can get out the pool once they're in the pool. I thought that'd be a whole ordeal to get the alligator out of your pool. Because it, it might be hard for them to actually find enough like leverage to get up. Unless they go to the stairs. But yeah, I don't know. These alligators, they are fast. And apparently they're tasty. I haven't eaten them yet. That's one thing that I've, I've considered just taking a bite of one. When I'm out, even when I was out there last time, I like, maybe I should have a bite of alligator. This is I'm curious. Even though I'm vegan, I'm just curious. People like love this alligator meat. I don't understand. I never had it, so I was just wondering. Um, Rax Cooking says, <laughs> for real, I feel you, Rax. Um, T. Brown says, animal control is usually called. I would hate to work for animal control in Florida. Because alligators are not the only thing they have. When you have something that big and beastly. Because people forget that Florida is like a very tropical area. It's very, like the tundras are very, um, like palm trees and like thick jungle, jungle kind of landscapes around there. Very beautiful, um, like an island. And on an island, there's big old spiders, big old snakes, big old lizards that will threaten you. Uh. And just a lot of things that are just like too much to deal with. Um, unless you live in a nice high rise building where they can't reach up there, live in a nice high rise condo. 
Top floor, please. Hurricane proof, please. Doorman, please. I want the doorman to tell me that there's an alligator outside. <laughs> mm -mm. No. And for those people out in, in Miami who like, to, who like to drive those low rider cars, why? Mm mm. Mm mm. I don't care how fancy and expensive the car is. If it's a low rider car, and, t and the Miami missed me with that. I want a big old car with four wheel drive in case I have to run over an alligator. Because they will jet out of your car. They'll jet out, you'll be driving and just jet out from, from over. Then you'll hit the alligator, speed out of control, crash, get thrown out your car into a pond and get eaten by the alligators. That's what can happen to you. But if you have a four wheel drive with that good torque, boom, 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 run the alligator right over, you know, alligator nuggets and a new, a new headpiece for the gas station. What we're not gonna do is have a sports car where there's alligators that just come out into the street can you imagine what that looks like? Those cars be so low to the ground that like have this much space under them. Like they're just coasting the ground. I just, I've seen a lot of them out there. I'm like, what are they doing? Why do they have these cars out here? This is not the place for this. This is not the place. T Brown says they taste good like chicken. Chicken don't taste like much. Um, but, I don't know, chicken, chicken is like, I think the chicken that we have is so like GMO and stuff so that it makes people, it, may, it doesn't taste like really anything. It's like very, I don't know, it's a very like neutral kind of taste. I haven't had chicken in a long time, but like from what I remember, it was very neutral. I feel like it would taste more like oceany a bit or like swampish. I don't know, I, I never had it, so I don't, but I guess it tastes like chicken. Um, you know, truckers call those big pieces of tire laying on the road gators. That's what they call them? Oh my goodness. I never knew that. I've seen those before though. Like when people like bust a tire and they have this big old like section of the tire just hanging out on the road. That's interesting. They call those gators. That's, I never, thank you for saying that. Cause I, I do a lot of cross road, cross country driving. And I see those all the time, but I never knew the name for them, or like the the um the Urban Dictionary name. Okay, but yeah, y'all. Back to addiction. <laughs> Back to addiction. People are addicted to to trying these alligators. They're addicted to disrespecting alligators and that's why they get eaten. That's why they get eaten. T 
Brown said, just truckers in my family. Mine too. Truckers make a lot of money. Truckers be getting that bank. Don't play on a trucker, y'all. Mm-mm. Truckers, truckers get that money, money. It's a dangerous job, though. Very dangerous. You have 18 wheels, depending on the kind of truck you drive. Anything can go wrong. You're driving these, you're drive, driving them through kind of crazy areas and crazy conditions at times. Thankfully, to be a trucker, they have to test you a lot of times so that you're not addicted to anything. Illegal, at least. Because they don't want all their good or merchandise to be at risk. Um, but yeah. Good old truckers. Shout out to all the truckers out there. I considered it. My dad did it before. My dad was a trucker for a while. Um, but yeah, it's just a very... It's dangerous when you get fatigued. But if you have a nice truck, you can pull over and sleep in the back. They have like a whole cabin for you and stuff. I think it's nice because you get to see the whole world as you're driving. You don't get bored. See all the, the stuff around you and go to different pit stops. Kat Rink says, Katrink says, carry out today. How dare you call V-Gains carry out? This is gourmet. This is gourmet alkaline food. All of this food is alkaline based, quality, expensive, that's for sure. Um, but worth the price. They raised their prices recently. Understandably, I always thought their prices were too low. I felt like I was stealing from them every time I ordered. But they raised their prices. About a dollar for each item. That's about right. Maybe I think they could have they could have raised it more to be honest, but I'm glad they raised it at this level. Very, very good. Um but yeah, this is my kind of celebrate celebration meal because I've been doing very well on my on my fast. I've been eating at home every meal. Um I did have one meal where I went and ate here and got like a little alkaline shroom burger for my beach trip. And they gave me a big old sea moss jar. It was really sweet of them. I'll post that video soon. Cause I don't have that video. Um, it's not time to upload it yet. I may, I, may up, I may upload it today if I can finish my uploads. So yeah, it's been, it's been definitely a journey and I've really been enjoying cooking at home. It's been great. I'm going shopping. I've been cleaning out my refrigerator and cleaning my kitchen thoroughly so that when I do my next grocery shopping that I can just like organize right away when I get my new groceries. Because now that I've cut my food addiction down, because I was addicted to food. Heavy, I mean, I know, I, was, I know we started off talking about addiction to the cannabis and other things, but I was really addicted to fast food for a long time. Cause I remember growing up Fast food was that celebratory 
Friday night kind of meal made you feel good, made you feel like, wow, like this is a special night, you know? And so when I was depressed, which I'm not, I'm not depressed anymore, so I was also addicted to depression. You can, you can be addicted to an actual emotion too. We'll talk about that after. But when I was depressed, I um, would find that certain foods would make me feel happier. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna eat this. And then I can at least have this memory of this food and what it meant to me when I was a kid and all that kind of stuff. And I find myself just going and using that as a crutch and then just always ordering food out. Not the healthiest, like this is healthy food today, but like back in the day it was not healthy foods. It was like going to in and out and getting a double, a double cheese, uh, a grilled cheese sandwich and stuff like that. Not healthy for me. Everything in this food is all healthy. Even the noodles are made of tamut flour. No gluten, not heavily processed, quality. Burrow bananas for the base, so this is fruit with, uh, with um, oyster mushrooms on top. Fried grilled fried bananas taste like potatoes, but better, a little sweeter. can't lose you know I'm getting the I'm getting all the things I wanted for my addiction when I wanted that flavory the savory flavors and all those kind of things but with healthy ingredients and I'm not addicted anymore because I have I haven't had this in a long time like before I had that little burger the other day it's been like weeks and weeks of not having it and I was ordering this every day for a while. Not that, not that it's addictive, it was just because I was, I was working so hard and I was trying to find something healthy to eat in between my work schedule. Um, but yeah, food was a big addiction for me. And when I started eating at home, I started reconnecting with my food again. And just understanding like food is a fuel, not a, a crutch for emotions or anything. Like I don't want to be an emotional eater anymore. And then let's talk about the addiction of emotions. You may think like, oh, I hate being depressed. I hate being sad. I hate this. I hate, I hate. Um, but really, if you really dive deep into why you're still depressed or why you're still going through what you're going through, um, it can be in certain situations. You could be in a space where, um, where you become addicted to the emotion and the, the, um, the benefits of being depressed or like the like the feeling you have, like the emotional high of being in a certain mental space. If you're honest, honest with yourself, which is what our episode was about yesterday, honesty. So there's times where you become like used to these emotions, used to being in a space that allows you to excuse yourself from doing the things you really want to do or should do. Not should, but just would like to accomplish in life. But your emotional space, 
gives you a reason that you don't need to do that. There's a drama within it. There's a drama within depression. And we can get addicted to that drama. Cat Ring says, have a good evening. I have to run. Okay, enjoy yourself. If you want to watch again from the beginning, you can watch it on um, Spotify or um, YouTube later on. All podcasts. I'll have this episode on. So, yeah, you guys, it's really important just to recognize that even emotions can be addiction, addicting. Drama can be addicting. I was so addicted to drama. And I want to talk about this stuff. I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about it on here, but... Talking about addiction to drama, one of the people I do watch, and I've been on her show before, is Tasha Kay. Tasha Kay just recently lost her appeal to Cardi B over a lawsuit that Cardi B won for $4 million for a defamation lawsuit for some things that Tasha Kay reported on, on her channel. That she apparently lied about. So, that addiction to drama can cost you. For her, it's costing her, it's costing her her home. She moves out, she moves out of her home. She has downsized her car. She's lowering her assets, lowering all of her assets so that she doesn't have anywhere where Cardi B can sue her for that $4 million. Because she ain't got it, she said. I ain't got it. And I love Tasha Kay. I think she's very entertaining. I like her takes on things. Sometimes it's a little reckless, but I enjoy the drama of it. And I think that she is addicted to drama in a way. Like She's addicted to that kind of mindset of knowing what everybody's doing and reporting on it. It's her job at this point. But that addiction has now cost her and her family a lot. It's cost them a whole lot. Defamation. And it all could have been stopped if she just stopped talking about her. Cardi B said, just stop talking about me and we'll drop it all. Mm-mm. She didn't want that. So, even certain news can be addicting. Hearing bad news. You you can be addicted to hearing bad news, addicted to lying, addicted to, you know, to recklessness. To danger, to the thrill of um, bungee jumping or skydiving, roller coasters, activities. You can be addicted to all these things. You can be addicted to adopting people or pets. 
They're like, I'm gonna adopt another pet. I'm gonna adopt another person because I just, I'm trying to fill a hole inside. I'm trying to, you know, all these things. It can seem like a good thing. And like, oh, how sweet this person adopted all these cats. Well, have you been to that person's house before? You've been in that person's home? How sweet really is it? How sweet really is it to, when you adopt that many cats? It don't smell too sweet. It does not smell too sweet at all. Hello, Mike. Mm. So let's look at our life. Be honest with ourselves. And determine if there's something that we're actually addicted to. And I'm, I'm probably going to be, it's, kind of, it's probably going to be hard to know it because certain things that you think you might be addicted to, you may think like, oh, I can quit whenever I want. I can quit whenever I want. And if you think that, try quitting. See what it feels like. If you have a reason to quit. Because sometimes addiction hides under that word of, I can quit whenever I want. I told myself that about cannabis for so long until I learned so much about it and I still wasn't able to quit. And I realized the whole time I thought that I could have quit whenever I wanted to, it wasn't true for me. But after doing the work and unraveling it, I was able to quit. It just wasn't when I wanted to. I had to work at it to quit. I had to really, really work towards that end result I wanted of being completely canna free, ganja free. It took a lot of work to get there. So it's possible, definitely possible. With the right mindset of honesty and not like deluding yourself. episode helps some people out there who are struggling with addiction who felt like there's no way out of it and they, they may they may not like the programs out there I know I wouldn't I've been around enough cults 
to see it's a no coat when I see one. No coat. Right when I said that, I looked out my front door, my front window, and I see the church, the church bell tower right in front of me. A cult. <laughs> Lots of cults everywhere. So that may not help me. That may, that may make me want to use even more. I thought you were gone. You still alive. Why do you think I'm gone? I'm right here. So. I just hope that people who are struggling with addiction can, can find the thing that's going to work for them. They keep on trying to get to that goal of freedom. Because being unaddicted, like to be addiction free, is freedom. And genuinely, to the place where you don't even want it anymore. There's a way to get to that space where you don't even have interest in that thing anymore. There's a way. for you guys. Whoever wants it. Whoever wants that freedom. Just knowing it's possible can be the biggest change for you. You have the tools internally to shift that addiction to a non-existence if you want to. Don't anyone tell you you need something else to do it because you may not need it. Some people do need some support. Nothing wrong with needing support. Don't be embarrassed either. If you're embarrassed of your addiction, it's gonna be even harder to quit. Because now you've added a layer of shame on top of the actual addiction itself. Which blocks you from taking action. Shame is a type of fear. The fear of what others think and how it's gonna affect your life. That's what shame is. Hey Suri, what's the definition of shame? As a noun, shame means a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Do you want to hear the remaining one? Yes. As a verb, it means 
of a person, action, or situation makes someone feel ashamed. Mm. A loss of respect or esteem, dishonor, used to reprove someone for something which they should be ashamed. Well, a regrettable or unfortunate situation or action. A person, action, or situation that brings a loss of respect or honor. And then the verb is to bring shame to. Cause someone to feel ashamed or inadequate by outdoing or surpassing them. Wow. That's a heavy fear-based um, concept. Very heavy. Very, very heavy right there. Um, mm -mm -mm. So adding that kind of heavy weight onto your desire to leave something in the past to leave addiction in the past. Not a good call. Don't weigh yourself down with shame. So without shame, you can clearly see how what you're doing is affecting you negatively. without shaming it. You can still see it. You don't have to have shame in order to clearly see that you want change. of my burrow bananas so delicious i'm going back to my fast eating at home i'm going grocery shopping probably tomorrow um i have some more sorbet left for tonight some more alkaline sorbet i make some more tea um i'm gonna be cleaning today and working so it's going like that it's really hot today still very beautiful hot day This was an important podcast that a lot of people have been requesting. A lot of addicted people out there. I wish freedom upon you. I wish freedom from your addiction upon you. Whatever your addiction is. And please don't weigh your addiction, addiction down with more shame. For so many people, for so, for so many people, shame will weigh them down 
and prolong their addiction. I'm all done with my, my, my um, bro bananas. Mac and cheese. So delicious. So the next episode will be about judgment. And that's the last one I have written on here. Stay with addiction. Tonight's about judgment. Then I gotta write some more subjects down. I'm thinking about possibly going the route of doing Twitter trending topics going forward. Talking about one subject, like, um, like for example, let's see, today, a trending Twitter topic is the record-breaking heat waves going on, prompting wildfires and multiple deaths across Europe. Or, um, Oh my god, the, the, the um, Kiki Palmer's movie premiere happened. There's different kind of things that are, are going on. Let's see, what else is, what else is happening out here? Shout out to Kiki, Kiki Palmer. I'm happy for her new movie. Look at premiere photos. Okay, Walden was there. be a big movie when it comes out. Um, respect for Marriage Act, politics, respect for marriage, what does that mean? Trending topics on here, but the main one is 
Arrested, Road of America, Rob Manfred, Nails. Oh, that movie's coming out in two days. That's awesome. I'm gonna go see that movie myself. No, it, say, it says it's not, so Amber is not a liar. No, it says it's not, so wait, hold on. You're saying, I mean, I'll, I'll click on it this time. It literally says Amber, it says Amber is a liar, hashtag Amber is a liar. I'm not surprised Amber is a liar. It says Amber Turd has stands. Even Jeffrey Dahmer, who was racist and cannibal, and our word is and effing murderer, had groupies and stands sending him letters in prison. Wow. For someone who has PTSD and rules on how she should be touched, doesn't even flinch here, does she? Oh, wow. That's hilarious. I was being um, facetious. <laughs> yeah, it literally says, this thread is hilarious. She is a husband beater. Oh my goodness. Dang, Amber. Amber got destroyed in this law case. The whole world doesn't like her now. Wow. Amber Turd. What a terrible name. Well, we're gonna talk about, I wanna talk about some Twitter trending topics on some episodes, and I maybe pick my favorite one. Mm. Oh, I just bite. Holly Joe says, well, and she just won't leave it alone. She keeps trying to figure out ways of not having to pay. <laughs> like being seen at TJ Maxx. I'm sure she set that photo shoot up. I'm sure she brought the photographer and said, I'm going to be here at this time. Take a photo of me to show how broke I am. Girl. Mm -mm. I'm messed. But yeah, I've thought about doing that, but then I'm also thinking about how Jeffree Star, not Je oh my God, not Je Jeffree Star just came up on here, but I meant um, Tasha, Tasha K is getting sued for talking about people. So like, do I want to talk about, do I want to do trending topics like that? Mm. I think I still will do some of them. Because Twitter, Twitter trending topics is really what America's thinking. It's very raw. Where did she get her information? Um, from some call, people called in and told her some stuff that wasn't all the way true. And she spoke about it without fact-checking. And they decided it was defamatory. But I think that Cardi B suing Tasha K is racist. Because Cardi B has been very racist in the past for the way that she's um, approached 
black women very different than how she approaches anyone else, any other media source. So, um, mm. I used to be cordial to Cardi B, but I don't know. There's something something off about her. It's the way she handles things. It's like kind of really cringe. So, she seems like a nice girl. She acts like it, all that, but I don't think she's. There's something else behind this, this situation. That she's trying to hide behind her lack of talent. If you get your information from the internet and it's writing, nobody can sue you for that. Mm -mm. Tasha K was releasing information that wasn't out anywhere. She was breaking stories. And admitted in the court that she didn't know the validity of some of the stories she broke. So, $4 million. $4 million is what Cardi B won in the case. $4 million. Mm -mm. All right, Rockers and Mercuryans. I thoroughly enjoyed this feast. We'll be back to our normal meals tomorrow I'll do a sorbet tonight but it's my main meal for today I'm kind of ready for a nap after eating all that food <laughs> but mm, thank you so much you guys for your support 2.5 thousand likes appreciate it and I will be back What's for dessert? We're doing a sorb um, soursop sorbet again, like we did last night. It was that good. I have one more pack of um, soursop left, and I have some key limes, so I'm gonna make that for later on tonight. But then I'm gonna take a nap first. I'm not doing any beach walk today. I have a lot of work to do, but I'll be back. Walk on, Mercuryans. See you soon. Link in the bio, and if you have an addiction issue, please look for the proper help that works for you. And don't let anybody tell you that just because it worked for them, it's supposed to work for you too. You find what's going to work for you to handle your addiction if you have that situation. So thank you so much. I looked at you and thought he looks kind of sleepy. Yeah, Holly Joe, that food got me in a coma. I was fine at first and then I'm like, okay, I'm so full. I need to just rest and meditate. <laughs> so thank you holly joe thanks for joining in i appreciate you and i'll see you all soon maybe tonight i'm not sure what time but probably later on tonight thank you guys check out the podcast on all platforms and i'll be posting this video up today bye rock on mercuryans